welcome to Your Career Podcast. If you're looking for inspiration in your career or job search, you're at the right place. I'm Jane Jackson, your career management coach and author of Navigating Career Crossroads. For more career advice and support, go to janejacksoncoach.com and find all you need to create the career of your dreams. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast to inspire you to take your career to the next level. In this podcast, I chat with amazing professionals who are leaders in their field and find out what's made them a success. Many of them have successfully made changes in their careers. They may have changed industry, changed job function, made big city or country moves, or taken the huge leap into entrepreneurship. I also share practical and actionable career tips for those who want to explore what to do next in their career and aren't sure about what steps to take to get moving. Subscribe to this podcast for regular updates or visit me at janejacksoncoach.com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas introducing Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that will inspire you to take control of your career and your life. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, career management coach and author of Navigating Career Crossroads. Be prepared to ignite. Well, hello and welcome back to my careers podcast. Today, I am delighted to have on the show Russell Veach, who's a baby boomer who has made a huge and really successful career change after a 33-year career in the transport industry. I worked with Russell back in 2002 when he experienced a redundancy and was searching for what to do next after working in one industry for his entire career. You can imagine how daunting that would have been. At the age of 52, he was looking for a totally new direction. Now, Russell's background is as a chemist before moving into business improvement at RailCorp for 33 years. He enjoyed an ever-increasing seniority in roles and became a business process improvement specialist. When a restructure within the company resulted in a redundancy, Russell felt at a loss. Now, fast forward 13 years and Russell is thriving as an entrepreneur running his exceptionally successful business, B2 Business, which is a boutique consulting company specializing in helping businesses understand and apply quality management principles to improve their business performance and win government contracts. Russell has an extensive experience in federal, state and local government, as well as in tertiary education and universities and registered training organizations, the construction industry and inspection authorities, that's the ISO 17000 series, focusing on achieving strategic outcomes by aligning quality management principles with corporate strategy. He has helped many businesses adapt quality principles successfully into their management culture, and Russell is particularly interested in the development of management systems in new sectors such as education, health, and community services. He's currently the trainer at Global Mark, a Sydney-based RTO, developing and delivering management system and quality training up to diploma level. He's also previously held the position of President of the Australian Organisation for Quality nationally and is a regular presenter at local and international conferences. He's currently a resident columnist for the New Zealand Organisation for Quality magazine. 
Well, that's quite a journey. So let's find out the secrets to Russell's success. And welcome to the show, Russell. Good morning. Good morning, Jane. Yeah, it's really exciting to have you on the show. Thank you for your time. And um, I really want to find out everything about, you know, you going through career changes and and um, how you made yourself a success after working within an organization for so many years and then going into entrepreneurship. So how about just to kick us off, tell us a little bit about your early days. Well, Jane, um, <clears throat> right from the uh, start, I was, I was a chemist in uh, New South Wales Railways and I always thought that they would carry me out at 65 with a, a farewell with 100 people and, that would, and I would retire into oblivion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a job for life, you thought, when you started, hey? That, that's what it was. So after you started as a chemist, that was your, your first role, and you progressed through at Railcorp, how, how did you enjoy working within the organisation with the structure that was there? Jane, I, I was brought up in, in the old railway system where you had a job for life and I moved through very, very different positions and it never, ever occurred to me. I had no career plan. I just turned up for work and loved what I was doing mm. and, and it flowed. Mm. And so when, when there the started to be restructures and you realised it was going to affect you, how, how did you feel? What What's going on in your head then? I was... I was 50 and I was terrified um, because I wasn't prepared um, and I, I was going into the unknown mm. um, and I really had no idea. Mm. And so how did you get through that? Well, <clears throat> look, I, I took a redundancy um, and uh, as part of the package was I, I came to you for help uh, at DBM. <laughs> way, way back in 2002, <laughs> it was a long time ago. And uh, you taught me to dress up in my suit and make phone calls in the morning and I came over and worked with you and um, you really steered me into a direction. But most importantly, Jane, you made me think about what I wanted to do um, and, um, and, and you helped me so much in figuring out what I really wanted to do. Do you remember way back when um, you were really anxious about um, making a change and you thought at that time that you were too old? I, I was. I, I walked around when I looked at other people. They were all young people. People referred to me as the old grey. Um, and at 50, I did have grey hair, um, but I, I really looked at them and I, I resented them. Yeah, well, well, you know what? I mean, I'm way over <laughs> 50 now, <laughs> even though when we met, I was I was in my 40s then. And I never thought of you as old, but you thought of yourself as old. And and yeah. I think it, it, it probably is because you were in the one one organization for so long. And then you see new people coming in all the time. But OK, so I remember we, we kind of repackaged you in a way and you started to rethink about uh, what you could do and what you wanted to do. So what do you think was the turning point when you um, started to take control again after the redundancy? Well, I have to give a plug. You, you gave me a book which I read which was called Retired, Rehired or Rewired, maybe not in that order. And I, I realised that I chose the Rewired um, and... I think I realised that at that stage that I was never going to stop doing things because I enjoy doing them. And once I got past the idea that I had to have a nine-to-five career job, um, I, I, it was a new world. 
Mm-hmm. And, and do you remember we were talking about networking to figure out, you know, what did other people do? What else could you do? What was interesting? And there was a little bit of reluctance on the networking side from you. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't believe it. Um, <laughs> but I, I tell everybody the story. Um, I, went to, uh, I went to an interview and I said to the person, I'd known him a long time, and I said, I'm coming here to do some networking with you. And he said, okay, can you start next Monday? And I said, no, you're doing it wrong. I've got to talk to you about all these. I've got a list of things I've got to say to you. And he said, yeah, no, yeah, no worry about that. Can you start work next week? And um, I, he didn't give me a chance to network property. <laughs> <laughs> but he already knew you and what you could do. This yeah. is the thing. That's, this is the whole thing about networking. So many of my clients are really reluctant because they think networking is schmoozing and trying to sell. Mm. But all it's it not. is is developing relationships. And, that, and and I find that so many people, um, if you don't ask for assistance or guidance or help, people think you're okay. But as soon as you reach out, things start to happen, don't they? It, it is. And the other thing I discovered from you is if you go fishing with only one line, you've got to wait for that, for catch a fish on the one line. But if you throw five lines in the water, you don't really know which line's going to catch the fish. Mm-hmm. But surprise, one of them does. And, and in my case, three of them caught fish. And <laughs> <laughs> so you must have been quite surprised. I I was I was very pleasantly surprised and perhaps overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, well, I'm really, really glad that despite your reluctance to network, you actually embraced it and became the master networker. And I have to let let um, uh, the listeners know that Russell did not want to network, but as soon as he got into the networking uh, role, he was on such a roll. He just networked <laughs> like crazy, and 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 it's opened up so many opportunities. So so. Continue on with the journey. So you started networking. Then what happened? Well, um, <clears throat> the first thing is um, I got the Office of Jobs, um, which I did a couple of those. Um, but then I I found people in the industry were coming to me. I didn't have to advertise. People I didn't even network came to me by word of mouth. And my big problem was that I was too good at it that I, I had too many choices and at that stage, I had to go back to what you were teaching me. What do I really want to do? And that was I wanted to work with people and I wanted to help people. And um, I had to start to gauge whether some of the people really wanted my help or were serious about it. So I start. I got to the stage where I learned to say no. Mm-hmm. And then once you started to say no, what direction did you, did you decide on? Um, I've... Um, I've, I've moved into all my clients. It's a relationship. I'm, I'm there to help them. Um, I'm a phone a friend and, um, I, it gives me the freedom because I travel at least two or three months a year overseas. So I can't be locked in. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I have these strong relationships and at the RTO, we, we actually took the courses. I developed new courses, uh, we took the qualification up to an RTO, and I'm really now into um, into teaching and learning techniques. So it, it's it's a wild path I'm going on, and I don't know where I'll go next. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you've done so many so many things. Let's let's go through from the redundancy, securing, well, actually creating your own business, and then how that's grown. So so 13 years ago, 
when you started networking and all these opportunities were falling into your lap, but it was more of doing the same thing that you'd done before at Railcorp, correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, then you really wanted to set up your own business and you created B2 Business. So what's B2 Business all about and how did you build that up? When I worked in the government, um, government employees, we, we tended to be very harsh on small business and we looked down on them. Mm. And when I, now I was in the position, I thought I might do penance. And <laughs> what I set about doing was small business doesn't understand government because government don't talk English. Mm. And so I, I set about, I wanted to help people. So I, I, I work mainly with very small companies who are dealing with government and I help understand because government want to do things, but they just don't put it in the right language. So I wanted them to understand what the government was really trying to achieve and how to help them talk on an even plane with, with government and big business. Mm -hmm. And uh, why, why it's so good is small business absolutely love it when you help them. Mm. They, uh, they are just so grateful because I'm, I'm actually doing something that they want to do. Mm -hmm. So it's been personally so rewarding. And I've developed very personal relationships with all of these clients. We're, we're friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I expect that because of the strong relationships, then they refer you to more uh, businesses as well. And then it ends up being just, just constantly growing. And so you're focusing on quality management principles to improve business performance. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and so how are you still doing that now? Look, I, I am. Uh, a lot of uh, the quality movement has, has moved on and much of it is about auditing. Mm. Um, but small business, they don't, they don't generally have had a, a university education and have time to read books. Mm -hmm. And I'm helping them understand you know, how that doing things well and not making mistakes is actually very good for their business. So I'm focusing on helping because small people, small businesses are, are really in danger. 30% of them go out of business um, because of cash flow problems. So I'm helping them build a sustainable business um, using quality principles. So I'm not teaching them quality. I'm, I'm teaching them how to use it to make their business better. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's, that's in, in great need as well. And I noticed that your um, particular interest is in developing management systems in different sectors or newer sectors such as yeah. education, health, community services. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, each of these new sectors, um, quality started in manufacturing um, where it, it was pretty easy. You're, you're manufacturing something. But we're now moving to the sectors where um, where we're dealing with people and we're helping people do things and uh, they they don't have the background like manufacturing does mm -hmm. um, and and the people are actually part of the process themselves mm -hmm. so you're you're not manufacturing something you're helping someone else do something or providing a service where the person that you're helping is actually a big part of the process yeah. So when a doctor treats somebody, um, our own personal condition is a big factor in how well they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And what sort of results have you, you managed to generate over the years? Well, I think, I think that my, uh, my very simple judge is, do people come back and do people pay me and do they refer me? And uh, all, I'm getting 100% on that. Mm -hmm. and, and so as an entrepreneur now, Russell, what are the biggest challenges you face in running your own business like this well it's it's continuity um because 
I'm I'm at a stage in my life I don't want to work five days a week and um, and I'm getting too many requests for work. I may well have to bring on an apprentice or or share this. I do have a partner, but our main business meetings are over a pizza at uh, Concord, um, and they're very social. So it's what do I do next? Um, because I can see I could do this for another 20 years. I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah. It sounds like you've, you've created, it's, it's, it's like a lifestyle business. It's in demand for the small businesses who want to grow and, and manage quality mm. outcomes, etc. But also you've managed to balance your life so that you can have uh, the time to travel, as you mentioned before. Um, but also you travel for your work as well, don't you? Yes, I I, I um. I do a lot of training, and the uh, the training a lot of my training's in house, um, and and I travel to the client and and do it in their own. So I customise the course for the client. So it's it's around about their business and their issues, not you know not an academic issue. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. I remember when when we were you know brainstorming what you wanted to do next way back thirteen years ago. You you said to me that you really wanted to be to see yourself on a stage as a subject matter expert delivering information. Yes, and I think I've achieved that. Mm-hmm. And so, tell us some of your um, your speaking gigs and, and where have you been and what have you been talking on. Okay, um, I, 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 I did a delivery at a university in, in France. Mm-hmm. So I, I purposely, I, I started to think about strategy and what I need to do to, to get there. Um, so I presented in France uh, a number of times in New Zealand, many times in Australia, um, and once in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and once in Brazil. In Brazil um, as well. Oh. Yes, Brazil. And Which was, was it, very interesting. Yeah, and is this all all through um, your your expertise as a quality and process improvement professional? It it was. It's it's something I didn't see myself as. It's something I aspired to, but then I started to realise that people saw me as an expert when I didn't have the confidence. <laughs> you know, I mean, getting up and doing public speaking and presenting amongst peers, I think, is one of the hardest things. And mm. so, you know, when it came to presenting, and I'm sure that this will help lots of people, too, who need to get up and speak but don't like it very much. What's your process to gain the confidence to be able to speak and be engaging as a presenter? Look, um, I, I think to be seen as to being honest Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I usually um, at the start I, I have some ploy to engage with the audience. Even it might be that I won't stand behind the in the lectern. I'll, I'll actually walk down in the audience and stand in the middle of the audience and talk to people, make eye contact, uh, look at people, ask them a question. And when you ask a question, you've got to let them answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so engaging, um, yeah, it's a people thing. I, I want them to feel that they can trust what I'm telling them and that I really care that what I'm telling them is helpful to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry? No, well, it sounds it sounds like you like to get in amongst the people as well, because so often when you get a presentation, someone's up there and they're talking to you, and it's more like a lecture, which yeah. can really you know end up being a little bit boring or or people tend to switch off. But if you're there and you're engaging and people feel that they can relate to you, um, as an equal as well, and and I guess physically you get down in amongst them as well. That makes a big mm. difference, and, and yeah. that sort of body language and, and positioning helps too. So I think that's valuable advice for um, other presenters who would be keen on this. And and in all of my training courses I've developed, we play games and we act out scenarios, mm. and uh, and I change from a little Greek man to an Asian man to an American entrepreneur, <laughs> and all all my training courses are fun. Russell, <laughs> Russell, how do you turn yourself into a little Greek man or a little Asian man? What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> well, it it look they come from clients of mine. So I I had a client I called him Jim the Greek. Mm. And and a, and a Greek is driven by mum in you know, the family, mm-hmm. and so I take on his mannerisms and his accent, and uh, you know, well, people, you know, because we got a professional order to come in, tell me about your policy, and he said, my pol- my policy is that if something goes wrong, mum will kill us, <laughs> <laughs> which is you know, for an academic, they can't believe that, but but that's true, that's that's the real world, mm-hmm. if if you're a Greek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, well, you must have a really solid cross-cultural understanding as well. And I would, I would think from all of the travel that you've done and the presentations in, in different countries all over the world, um, you know, all the way from New Zealand across to Brazil, um, you, you've met an awful lot of people and, and really understand what makes them tick. Look, I, I also, it's not in my resume, but I also was president of a club called Friendship Force International, where we travel as a club to all over the world. And we live with people in their own country for a, for a week in their house and just live the week with them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really interesting when you live in a house with someone who doesn't speak English mm-hmm. for a week. Um, so, yes, I've, I've absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting people and, and understanding different cultures. Yeah, Friendship Force International, that, that sounds really interesting. What a good idea. And it's so wonderful. When, when you were thrown into uh, you know, the environment where you didn't actually speak the language, did you find that you were able to pick up some of the languages uh, quite quickly? We say between waving arms and legs around, you can communicate with anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I think it sounds like your training courses and just being around you, Russell, is always a lot of fun, um, which is good. So, okay. So now that you are an entrepreneur and you also are able to manage your time very well, it sounds like the dream that most people aspire to. Tell me about your typical working day. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm. I'm on the outside, it may seem haphazard, but I'm, I'm incredibly structured and I use mobile technology like apps mm. to plan my weeks and plan my days. Every activity I align with one of my goals. So I've, I've got a system I call Russell's Healthy, Wealthy and Wise where I manage my life and everything has to fit within um, towards that structure. So um, I'll, I'll, um, first of all, I'll go through um, my to-do list um, which I've got a great app for that, um, which prioritises. Um, I'll I'll be planning my meetings and clients at least two months ahead, filling up the diary, um, and then I attend to the week, uh, check the emails, 
Uh, of course, I've got an app which is brain training because I'm very into neural plasticity, which for us people getting older, uh, we've got to work on our brain and, um, and, and keep alert. So I'll do my, my, my exercises um, and then I'll usually do a bit of writing and go to a client. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always, I've got my column to write for the next magazine, so I'll spend a, maybe half an hour, an hour researching on that. Um, and and basically contacting or keeping contact with all of my clients. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it builds the day in. Well, you've got plenty to do. No mm-hmm. wonder you say you're living the dream and enjoying it. I'm really interested to find out more about these apps that help you to, to keep on schedule. So brain training's one to keep you sharp. Yes. Yeah. Look, what and, what and are the other apps that you use? Um, well, I've got one which – and look, I found that you should um, – you should pay for them. If you get the ones that are free, um, I'm finding generally they disappear on you. But I use one called Productivity. I'll give them a free app. Um, it costs money, but it make it makes you define what you want to do. Everything starts with what do you want to do, and it then builds your long-term goals. And from those long-term goals, you build your short-term goals, and from your short-term goals, you define activities. Mm-hmm. And it then pops them up into my diary as they come due, um, focusing me on what I need to do. And I use that as a, as a task manager. Oh, I like the sound of that, Russell, because I'm semi-organized, but I've created my own system, which sometimes works and, and doesn't always yeah. work. But something like that sounds sounds amazing. It's called productivity. Productivity. Mm. and But it's the discipline. You have to, you know, it's, look, my, my wife thinks I'm I'm very anal in this, but when you plan, you know, the old if you don't plan you won't succeed or um you've got to you, you've got to have a plan. It's quite okay to change your plan, but you've got a plan. Mm-hmm. And what are the other apps that you like to use? Well I've got another one called To Do Cloud, mm-hmm. which um is one that I is really it's a project management type one. So when I'm working with a client, I know I'm going to have certain stages that we have to get through and certain dates. Um, so that will, um, that's the one where I manage the, the, the real nitty gritty of, um, yeah, of, of what have I got to do today? Because I could do 10 things. My problem is I've got to do 10 things every day, but five of them are urgent and one of them is very strategic. And um, if you don't watch out, you'll, you, I've got another one that comes up every week, remind me to do something that I enjoy. or And another one, remind me to do something that's different. You've got to actually get out of the major plan and do something radically different every now and then to, to kind of keep you excited. Mm-hmm. You know what, Russell, you have embraced technology just <laughs> so with, with open arms because um, I remember when I was interviewing you for my book, Navigating Career Crossroads, um, you were saying that, you know, when you were going through the redundancy and you were 50, 52, and you were thinking that you were one of the greys, um, you, you actually revamped your entire way of thinking and image and, and realized that you needed to learn about technology as well, didn't you? In, indeed, I, I had to radically change my whole self. And I, I tell the story, um, my wife came out with me when I had to get glasses and her and the lady sh- um, chose the glasses for me, which were very professional looking. And that next day I went shopping in Grace Brothers and someone come up to me and they said, I've seen you on TV, you're someone important. And, 
You and, are Russell. You are important. I said, no, no, it's the glasses. It's the new glasses. <laughs> and but it, it was. I did that with my outfit, my clothes. Mm. Um, I got a proper haircut. Um, I shaved off the, um, you know, the porn king um, moustache. <laughs> um, yes, I did all that. <laughs> that is so important because your image, image really is nine tenths of success. It's it's what people see and and anticipate and expect of you. And you know, if you walk into a room and 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 you project, you know, that 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 you're up to date, that you're confident, that you know what you're doing, then people have that confidence in you as well. And I'm sure that it's it's because of you um, getting, you know, really up to speed with the latest trends and being open and also very friendly that has enabled you to be the success that you are now with the amazing life work life balance and you know, time to enjoy your family and, and travel as well while still working. It's yeah, I'm 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 I am so happy with um with the way it is and um I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Um here am I using Skype with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Now if people wanted to find out more about what you do, where where can they find you? Let's let's have your website details. Um look Jane, um, my my weakness is I want to do it. I want to embrace this all myself and do everything. And I'm rebuilding my website so it's down. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it, it's um, but where I train is is called Global Mark, um, and um, that's where all my courses come from. If anyone wants to contact me though, um, they can contact me on B to Business or lowercase R R V E C H. That's R R V E I T C H at b2business.com.au. I'll put these in my show notes in my website, yep. janejacksoncoach.com, so you'll be able to find Russell at www.globalmark.com.au. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you want to reach Russell, it's R-V-V-E-I-T-C-H, that's uh, his name, at b2business.com.au as well. So those will be in the show notes. So it'll Mm. be interesting if anyone wants to find out more about how to make a successful career transition, how you did it, if you're feeling uh, a bit anxious about it, um, or also all about, you know, quality management principles and um, quality training. So that's it's been so interesting having a good chat with you today, Russell. Um, Is there anything else, any final words you'd like to impart? Look, you know, Jane, it's always easy to look back, and I see, I see Russell Veaches walking around the city all over the place. Fifty-two-year-old Russell Veaches, and I wish I could say something to them, but you've you've got to find your own way, um, and you've got to. I, I think what you taught, you've got to discover what you really for a for us baby boomers, you've mm-hmm. you've got to discover what you really really want to do, mm-hmm. and go for it, and the rest will follow. And would you say that now you're in your mid-60s that you feel younger than you did when I first met you at 52? My, uh, my, I, I have a lot of good mentors. My financial consultant, so I have a doctor who I visit. I never go when I'm sick. I just go to him and talk about health. Um, but I go to my financial advisor to talk about finances, and he calls me the timeless Russell. So, <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps, yeah, I do feel... Well, except in the mornings when I wake up and my joints ache. Okay, well, there you go. It's the exercise. Get into the exercise, Russell. Stretch. It's really important. (laughs) But certainly you've got such a a youthful attitude now and you're not afraid of anything. 
You're not afraid no. to embrace change and to try something new and create your own business and stand up on a stage and and really uh, do all the things that are you know still things to look forward to in your life as well so that's wonderful it's been such a pleasure talking to you russell thank you very much for coming on the show and um i look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon thank you very much jane bye bye You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. Thanks for joining me today. For affordable career help, please check out my career success program. I provide a unique blend of online and live career coaching to help you take control of every aspect of your career or career change. If you aren't aware where you want to be in your career, let's talk. Check it out at thecareersacademy.online. The links are in my show notes.